Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport slash fnr. gis.sport slash fnr. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Uh, Josh Parrish, we're back in the studio. And uh, side by side, that is some change in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, welcome to State of Our Football Nation. My name is George Demekian. The one alongside me is the one and only Josh Parrish. We have a number of guests uh, in the next hour. Uh, Tony Maglis, who I remember as a young boy when he was starring for Panhellenic and then Sydney Olympic in the grand old days of the NSL. And fittingly, Josh Parrish is wearing a magnificent T-shirt, which <laughs> takes us way back. It's called Old Soccer. Um, actually, I'm the old soccer guy, mate. <laughs> we should swap tops. Uh, a little bit later on, we're catching up with uh, uh, Spiros Pappas, who is the uh, executive producer or one of the senior producers for what promises to be a, a groundbreaking um, television program on Facebook and also on the uh, website of Football Australia tomorrow. It's a three-hour extravaganza, three hours between three in the afternoon and six, an opportunity to talk to just about some of the biggest names in the code, including Graham Arnold, people like Frank Farina, uh, and an array of others, men and women. Heather Garriock, uh, we'll be talking to Debbie Aligic, uh Joe Murray, um, people who have earned their stripes. In fact, the three women we've got tomorrow have notched up something like, oh, lazy 319 caps for the Matildas. So not bad. Uh, we're going to throw some questions at them. We'll find out. Look, it's not going to be, uh, in, my, in my true sense, an expose. But it, what it will be is an opportunity to pay homage, to pay tribute to all those who have come before and to also check what is happening in the game today and let those people who have a tremendous legacy, Gary Cole and others, uh, to tell us what they think. I've got a, um, a, a old SBS colleague who's uh, you know, put his hand up. He's come straight back from India and he said, I'll do it. Andy Pascalides will join me tomorrow. It's uh, a unique opportunity. Uh, on Facebook, watch us live. Come on in. Tell us what you think. And more importantly, let's keep it going. We want to get as many people on board. We want to share it right across the country right across the globe. The subject matter is real and it's about the game today. We actually have more people today invested, focused, following than we've ever had, despite what people are saying. Just look at the sheer numbers. Um, and the other thing is that uh, looking at you, Josh, um, when I was your age, mate, there was probably one channel playing football and that was it. And the rest we're resisting any attempt to move to it. Today, we no longer have to worry what the big channels are doing, the so-called mm. mainstream entities, because the truth of the matter is you've got a device, you've got, a, you've got an iPad, you've got an iPhone, you've got anything else, 
and it can reach into the world of football like never before. And as you know, uh, you reach into places like Facebook, you reach into other sites, and FNR, of course. We, mm. we have an array of programs and have done for the better part of nearly, what is it, five years when we're going to notch up this year? Yeah. Five years of going out, scratching every corner of the football world to tell stories, to showcase people, and to give people such as yourself an opportunity to learn the craft. You haven't done too badly, my friend. Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, you know, we try and cover as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, if people aren't aware of all the programs we've got, on Mondays, it's European football with, with Nick Dubano. He loves Serie A the and La Liga man. and Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. On Tuesday nights, it's, it's all Aussie stuff, but we divide it up into the men's at 6 p.m. and, and the women's at 7 with uh, Oz Football Hour and, and Radio Dub. As we've uh, as we've dubbed it, and then Wednesdays we've obviously got the green room, the with, green room, which is West become, United. It's actually taken on an energy of its own. It has. I think you get to know the players a little bit better outside of the pitch, and that's what we got a chance to do yesterday with with Nick Milanovic and uh, and Jerry Skatatis and their <laughs> kind of off field friendship and and rivalry and, and their roommates. Um, you know, they they scary. were scary. Did it, you get an insight? Yeah, we did. I, <laughs> unfortunately, we got more of an insight off air than we did on air because the, the banter that flies between them is fantastic, but they, they were a little bit more polished and professional when we uh, we flicked the recording on. But uh, then uh, after that, English football, the EPL show, and then here it's the, the big picture issues in the state of the game in Australia. So we try and cover the whole lot, but this morning it was, it was Scottish football that, that caught my imagination, oh, wow, George. wow, wow, wow. You know, just before we started on air, I'm reminded of some fabulous promo pieces we do. They're called fillers. And, and they capture uh, emotions, they capture time. They're like beautiful music. It can move you, at, you know, and, and lift you and make you cry. And we begin with that horror moment in the MCG when Harry Kuehl's great uh, Socceroo squad and others, people mm. like uh, Mark Bosnich was in goal that night. We were leading with 20 minutes to go and some serial pest decided to interrupt a major international and affected our chances like you can't believe. And you, you replay that moment and you listen to the voices that are no longer with us, Les Murray, uh, the great Johnny Warren mm. and others. And you, you, you can feel the despair and the despondency around that moment and how many Australians who had been willing those boys, especially in the opening half, to go all the way and to have someone intrude like that. And then... Back to back, you 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 get Simon Hill calling that gorgeous moment when a guy called Timmy Cahill scores a, a cracking goal against a team called Japan, and um, the rest is history. And suddenly, from the depths of despair, we're climbing this mountain, following this train all the way to the World Cup in Germany. They're the special fillers that move us. And uh, one of our guests, um, uh, is it going to be Tony first or is it Spiro? Which one have you got? Well, we can do them both at the same time, if you like, George. Yeah, well, there's like? an opportunity to throw them up and, and, and get them on board because they might bounce off beautifully. Um, let's, let's call them up. One is Tony Maglis. Uh, Tony, um, I remember, a fantastic young goalkeeper, brave, strong, um, played for Panhellenic when it was a powerhouse at Wentworth Park had thousands, uh, you know, watching each and every Sunday. It was, it was religion, man. <laughs> you, you went to the church, but then you went to Wentworth Park 
And then, of course, I think he he was part of the 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 move from Panhellenic to Pan, to Sydney Olympic. So he's part of that era, that that golden time in the uh, in the old state leagues and uh, the beginnings of the NSL, and remembers fondly uh, some wonderful moments. And I, I can remember him starring on on many an occasion at Wentworth Park, holding Arpia at bay. Uh, you know, upsetting St George, that you know that used to love coming to Wentworth Park and upsetting uh, Panlenic. But uh, on the days when Tony was uh, on his game, that was a very difficult thing to do to beat Tony Maglis. And if he's in the studio, let's call him up. Tony, welcome to FNR. Can can you? Hello, hear George. Me? How are you, mate? I'm okay. Was I was I telling too many stories then? Actually, let me just put this volume up again because it's... <laughs> it's a little low, is it? Uh, it's terrible. Anyway. That's all right. We'll, we'll get. We'll see if we can bump uh, it up this end. And uh, is Spiro there as well? No, he's not. He's yeah, not. I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Tony is there. Uh, sorry, Spiro oh. is there as well and Tony is there. We'll get them. Yeah. See if we can get them both hey, up. Hey, George. And, hey, Tony. Hi, hi, Josh, as well. There, there's Spiro. Good now, evening, everyone. Um, Spiro oh, is, hello, is, is one of uh, – Tony, you'll love this. The guy who is leading the charge, trying to contain all the wild animals in the soccer studio tomorrow in <laughs> Sydney will be <laughs> Spiro Pappas. Uh, welcome to FNR, mate. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, George. Uh, I'm about to get on a plane and come to Sydney, of course, for tomorrow's uh, main event. And uh, I hear Andy Pascalidis is uh, pumped. He's actually gone to the gym to make sure he's as fit as possible. That's quite shattering for me to think that he, he yeah. needs to go to the gym. What does that tell you, Spiro? Yeah, well, look, I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> because he's because he's a good mate. But what I will say is just to your earlier uh, reminiscence made, yep. I, I, I didn't have grey hair 48 hours ago, but uh, uh, we're coping. We, we, we're getting the uh, – it's the create. Um, as I'm learning, it's the creative process. I'm a retired banker and I'm, I'm learning. Uh, Spiro, uh, Tony, Tony Maglis will tell you, uh, when I started in television in 1980, I had jet black hair. Look at me now. Look at me now. Yeah, but at least you that's, still got hair. That's a good and point, That's Tony. a big plus. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about this game and let's talk about this fantastic happening tomorrow. Um, and I want to hear what Tony's thoughts are and I want to hear what you're, you're thinking, uh, Spiro. Uh, as I touched on a moment ago, um, we have an enormous opportunity tomorrow, three hours, with an array of specialists, men and women, who've actually paid their dues and have been part of the game and they're coming back. They're joining us in the studio. And we'll also be crossing to Graham Arnold, I think, via Zoom. And, and yep. I want to hear how Graham feels. It seems to me that the world on Twitter and everywhere else is having a, a, a field day. But I'm reminded by a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me that, you know, in life we, we live this crazy world of ours and it's never quite as bad as it sounds, and it's never quite as good as it appears. And I think somewhere there, that's where we live today. We've got challenges ahead of us. Uh, Ange Postacoglu had to go a rather circuitous route to, to get to the World Cup in Russia. He got there eventually, uh, but we have this media that and, and this soccer Twitter that has the life or takes on a life of mm. its own. And sometimes it's a most wonderful beast and at other times, it reminds me of why we call fans fanatics. 
And that's the thing we've got to cope with. And hope tomorrow we'll be able to touch on all the corners and all the, the elements. I know from Tony Maglis's point of view, he's enormously fust- frustrated with um, the, the game as it sits at the moment. Um, and I've heard people say to me, and in fact, Josh and I spoke about this earlier today before we got on air, some of the things we see with the Matildas is enormously frustrating. But it's also uh, understanding that we've got a coach that's come in who's foreign to this country, who, because of COVID, hasn't been able to land in the country long enough to actually see the game. And yet, and yet, we're, we're very happy to just have a good free kick. Uh, and I'm thinking we, we need to hold on. We need to take a step back from the precipice. We haven't failed yet. And I want to uh, reflect on the, on the words that we've been hearing. It's not a disaster and it's not a tragedy. No one has died. Is that right, Spiro? Absolutely, George. And, and, and I mean, I think, you know, go on. just, you know, to your point, you know, we've had two years of COVID pandemic. I, put, I think hopefully it puts pan- a lot of things into perspective, given what, you know, what's been going on. Um, but I, I, just on your point on on the, the, the Matildas coach, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where we're all praising him because we, you know, we're, we're in the playoff for an Olympic bronze medal. So I think it's just really important that people just, you know, and we beat the English team, which is very a very fancy team. I lived many years, as you know, George, in England, and, yep. and that, that is a very good team. Unfortunately, you followed Chelsea, team. so that, that ended our <laughs> relationship very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, let's not go there. Yeah. I, I know that's, I'm on trouble ground there. That's all right. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it seems to me, and I say this to Tony as well, in this modern world of ours, we, we have this echo chamber and social media um, can be a wonderful thing and, and allows you to cover so many different topics, but it also can be just the most toxic place if you allow it to get to you. And that's something that we've got to be fair and reasonable about. And unfortunately, Twitter is neither fair nor reasonable. Spiro? Uh, is that uh, – sorry. So yeah. just look, yeah, it's not fair or reasonable. Uh, it's unfortunately, as you say, it's the world we live in. Um, you know, I've got, as you know, two grown up daughters and, you know, the way they think about the world and the way they communicate in the world through social media with the quick grab. And, and I get very frustrated with a lot of the, the clickbait, um, you know, uh, broadcasting that yeah. happens and, and, and reality TV, which is not really, it's manufactured. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think the draft that, you know, it, for me, I don't want to sound like a philosopher here, but it is all about the journey. If you think about the struggles from Rally Rasic and the, and the, you know the the miracle that you know the, the the team of amateurs got us to the World Cup yeah. in 1974, and then the barren years for 32 years. Yeah. But in, during those barren years, there was a See, lot to celebrate. You know, with the the you know, the, the, the and some of the quality of the players that we had, and you know the journey and the struggle. You know, and obviously, it that in its own. You know, I think we've just got to keep, to your point, perspective and, and the Twitter rati will will say what they say, but it's important for us to all to keep perspective. Can I just hold on to that uh, thought of yours for a moment and just let it spread very quickly? You touched on the journey and how important it is, and it was never more amply uh, um, uh, illustrated. Only the other day in the Australian Open, a guy called Rafa Nadal, have you heard of him? 
Absolutely. Well, he came here and everyone said um, if he could win it in three or four, but if it goes to five sets, he's got, he's got no chance. Well, after five and 35 hours and 30-odd minutes, um, there's a young man called Daniil Medvedev who's wondering what the hell happened. And there's a magnificent uh, book that's been written about Rafa. And the author of that book tells you that when what Rafa had said to him was, he doesn't so much care for the, you know, the end result. He cares for every point. He plays every point and he makes sure that he gives it his everything. And that's an extraordinary thing to consider, isn't it? How many players have the clear-mindedness to say, I want to be in just the moment and I'm going to enjoy being in the moment? Yeah. And you see what you can get out of it. Absolutely. I think that's – if you look at uh, the the elite – the top – elite athletes it's it's largely mental yeah the, the guys it's that's what gives him the edge and and clearly you know he, he lost the first two sets and we all wrote him off and <laughs> he won the next three sets and he's a guy who's basically had knee reconstruction on both knees and you know i mean it's just incredible resilience but what what an we won't mention covid only about two months ago yeah indeed indeed but i i had to smile when leighton hewitt who as we know was a fierce competitor yep said we've just witnessed the the greatest competitor in the men's game ever. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think that says it all. Yeah, and so that's why I'm thinking tomorrow. I want to hear from Raleigh Rasich. I want to hear from Graham Arnold. I want to hear from people like Gary Cole, who have been at the coal face, who've struggled, who've faced their their demons, who've lost, and they've had to climb up again. And um, you know, uh, we've got Les Scheinflug on. We've 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 got. An, where did you find him? You got Heather Garriock. You got yeah, uh, Debbie Allegich, and it goes on yeah. and on and on. Yeah, yeah. No, George. Oh, we've, okay. we've, we've we've got. Um, and in my bathroom. You might just go on mute. Sorry, you were saying again. <laughs> so no, I was just saying that. Um, you know, well, you, you mentioned obviously. You know, Paul Wade, Tony Henderson, obviously, and and uh, the, the incomparable Raleigh Rasich. Um, but yeah, you also touched on the on the incredible lady, uh, former Matildas. I hadn't realised I was in, in preparation, George. I'm sure you know this, but the 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 three so uh, Heather Garriock, Agile Gitch, and Joe Joe Murray. Yep. Between them, they have represented Australia in internationals 319 times. Just a lazy 300, and eh? <laughs> it's just incredible. And and you know, and and again, this is before the women's game had really started to flourish. And, and you know, so we, you're going to hear from it, – it's from the source. It's it's real reality TV. It's not yeah, yeah. clickbait. No, no. If, if so, I encourage anybody who loves the game to really listen because you, you're going to listen to people who were there in the tough years who really helped lay the seeds and the foundations for, for – for, the, the golden generation and and uh, and what we're now experiencing with the you know with the Matildas and co-hosting the World Cup it's it's quite an incredible journey. Now you're a corporate man. How did you get laced into this uh, this uh, executive producer role for for what promises to be an exciting event on Facebook and also the website of Football Australia, which is no mean feat. Uh, very hard to get on the website if you're not part of Football Australia. So that's a that's a that's a goal that's been scored. It's called Australian Football Legacy, and it starts three o'clock tomorrow live till about six o'clock. Is that correct? 
That's right, George. So how, did, right. how did you get lassoed in? As you know, our, our, <laughs> the, 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 the great man, the legend that is Harry Michaels, can be very persuasive. Yep. Um, and now, look, it's a, it's a pleasure to work with Harry. And it's such a privilege. I'm a, I've been a, I'm like you, George. I'm, I'm just, I love the game. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's very easy to take a pop at the game. But I think that just there's so much good things happening that um, I wanted to sort of play my bit to sort of pay it forward. Fantastic. And I, when I was at NAB in a senior executive role, I was very involved with the the sponsorship program that we had. Uh, with with uh, football football federation as they were called back then, yeah. Yeah. and 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 it was uh, I, I I loved it, and um, you know so when when Harry suggested I come on board, I I, I just jumped at you it. Jumped at it was it. fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, I look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. We've got uh, three fabulous hours and uh, a, a cast of what what is ri- literally uh, glittering um, uh, stars from not only. Uh, Rally Rasich 50 years ago, but people up to today who are making an impact, who have got something to say, and Lord knows we need to draw a line in the sand and say, this is it. This is our legacy. Let's not be frightened. Let's not look over our shoulders and worry about the train. Let's create a program and let's get on board. We have to unite the game like never before, and here's a fantastic opportunity to start. Tomorrow is the countdown date. It's Facebook and also um, the website of Football Australia across the country. Check it out. Three o'clock till six o'clock. I'll see you tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> All the George, best. George, uh, travel well and, and thank you. Thanks uh, no, no. for having me on My the pleasure. Show. Thank you, Spiro. Spiro Pappas, who's uh, focused and ready to go. Now, we've got Tony Maglis and I'll get Tony up now. Tony, uh, you, you would have had a chance to hear some of the things we were talking about. You know yeah. some of the, the characters. You remember the golden deeds of those part-timers in, in yeah. 74. You know, you've got to, we've got to tell people that they went to West Germany in 1974 and all of those guys, all of those guys had a job and it wasn't football. Yes, certainly right there. They were part-timers but full-time passion. That's right, uh, full-time yeah. passion. Can you remember yeah. your first game at Wentworth Park in front of the, uh, the, the mad, keen and super enthusiastic uh, Panhellenic fans, especially when we played Hakoa or someone like that? Do you remember no, those sir. early days? How can you forget them? It's part of history, <laughs> part of your life. But, but Tony, the, tell me, the, tell me, do they still resonate for you? Do, does the hair on the back of your neck still stand up when you reflect and, and you guys reminisce when you get together? Mate, all the time, nothing has changed. Except nothing the hairline. Changed. We, uh, we often get together on a Wednesday or Saturday with a group of the old players and that, and we, we chat about the past and the past uh, good days because they were certainly no bad days for us. Tell- we enjoyed our football. We lived for football. You know, we were part-timers but full-time lovers, as the saying goes. Yeah, that's, the, that's the best sort of love. Uh, tell me yeah. something. You remember the early days of SBS and we saw the arrival of people like, like uh, Les Murray and also Johnny right. Warren and uh, a host of others who, who came and pushed the game along like right. never before. Um, what, are you, what did you think of their contribution at the time? 
a shame that we've lost both of those two guys. They propelled the game way ahead of what they should have been. You know, they, their passion, Johnny especially, yep. was uh, just, a, how can you say it? You know, he was just an extraordinary person and said it from the heart. He did. You know, he did. you can't get better than that. You yeah. know, footballers are passionate people. Um, we 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 love the game. We breathe the game. We live and eat and whatever. You know. <laughs> How would you cope today? How would you cope today? You'd have agents on your shoulder, and they'd be saying, um, "Tony, I can get you to play in Stuttgart. I can get you to play in England. I can get you to play in South Africa. I'd get you to play in Qatar." Uh, you know, it'd be a constant whirl of uh, requests and um, you know hits on your um, uh, on your phone book from people mm. around the world. It, the game is the game is global like never ever before. We were talking yeah. to a number of the players, uh, especially the younger ones now, and they are they're going to Sweden, they're going to uh, Italy, they're going to to uh, places like um, the Eredivisie in, in Holland. Uh, and our women, our Matildas, they're, they're playing everywhere, are they not? Yeah, well, they're in Pune the other day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. How would you cope if you, if you had the full-time um, commitment that they have today and they're required to have? Because you, you worked and played, didn't you? I, I think I would relish the opportunity to, to uh, give it a go. Because I think every footballer's dream was to uh, hit the heights, you know, the top level. Yep. So I'd be no different from anyone else. You, it's the aspiration of the individual. I'm know, just, to... I'm just going back while you're talking. I'm reflecting on a young guy called Helmut Rademacher, uh, and <laughs> and you would be. Wow. You, I think you were injured, and we had to play uh, uh, one of the visiting Czech sides. And Helmut yeah. had a, uh, they decided to throw Helmut Rademacher, yeah, who's the other yeah. goalkeeper, into the what into the goals. What a wonderful game! You and he had and he, and he and Tony will tell you, B O G was he not? Ah, oh, was he? What? <laughs> I think I think the score was one zero. Correct. If, if my correct. memory was no, correct, no, no, absolutely right. And uh, Helmut played out of his skin. He was just, and he was a gentle giant. You know, he was a big man. But a, a lovely person, lovely person, and that and a day, great goalkeeper. and that that day, he was unpassable. <sighs> they couldn't, <sighs> they couldn't put, they couldn't put it past him. No, no, he was just humble. We played Slovan Black Bratislava. Yeah, that's right, Slovan Bratislava. That's right. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Memories coming back. Memories. Yes. Uh, Josh has that, got a question for you, Tony. Tell me. Tony, I'm I'm looking at some of your your photos here, oh, and yes, uh, just going through the Google image search, and uh, and you've got the you've got the beard, you've got the flowing locks. It's like uh, George Best donning a goalkeeper. Kit, no, no, but, no. Uh, hey, those those fo- those photos are older. Uh, when I first saw him, he was clean cut, uh, super handsome young man, and damn it, he was the first choice keeper at Panhellenic, and I hated it. No, no, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Josh, so uh, Josh, let me go on, let go me on. just fill you in. I had an understudy called George Denegan. Oh, stop, stop. No, who, no, no. Who I was afraid of because no. he had heaps of talent. No, no, he no. Was, he should have gone all the way. Unfortunately, no. yeah. he had an injury, I think. Yeah. George, yeah. is that right? Shoulder. Yeah, shoulder went. Shoulder. They didn't fix and shoulders in those days. Tony, I wonder why. 
Sorry? Uh, they didn't fix shoulders in those days. They didn't they did, fix anything in no. those days, my friend. <laughs> Do you remember? How's your, how my knees you, look Now, you're a Sydney boy, testament. Tony. You're a Sydney boy. Um, yeah. Uh, you, do you remember Reg Gasmier, who played for St George? Certainly do. Puff the Magic Dragon. Do you know yes. Puff's Puff, uh, career came to a premature end, not because he couldn't play football, but because he did a cruciate. Mm. Yes. Today, yes. they would fix him. How long, how long would he be out today with a oh. cruciate? 12 months, tops? Maybe. Maybe, maybe nine? Maybe. There you go. Yeah, but um, he'd have another yeah. 10 years and to play. I think Johnny Warren was actually one of the first players to, to, to come back have. from a cruciate. Yeah, and it wasn't the yeah. modern... Uh, one uh, it wasn't the modern version of how they do it. No, it was the original version, which was a very much more difficult operation, yeah. more invasive, and that's the yeah. other thing. We were the we were the trial bunnies <laughs> for all the youngsters today. Well, so you well, can say thank you anytime you like. Well, my question is on a similar line. Oh, I mean, Tony, what, how has the game changed? Because the other thing I notice about all of these photos is the forward players are just barreling into you, oh, yeah. you no playing protection. the ball there with was their no hands. You well, might when you had. When the, you had the likes of uh, Noddy Alston and um, <laughs> Max Tolson, yeah. uh, you, you, had, you came out with a few bruises at the end of the game. And uh, St George had a strapping Scotsman called George La- Yardley. Yep, George was, Yardley, uh, huge player. Oh, Tough as teak. Uh, Tony, the other thing I, I want to uh, re- get you to tell uh, 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 Josh is how different the football was and how it reacted um, look, uh, I think it was uh, very um, uh, technical in those days. We had uh, good quality players like Roy Blitz, yep. Jimmy Pearson, yeah. uh, Brian Smith, Johnny Giacometti, Brian Smith. Yeah. Uh, I can go through Johnny Warren and that. And it was a technical game. Sure, mm. there was a few bad fouls, but uh, if you looked at the quality of the player, they weren't robots. Mm. They were footballers they played the game they knew how to how to uh, set up players and and go on like that but uh, today's players are stereotype in my opinion they lack that flair that the you know the old players had sure the game was slower but the pitches were different the ball was different that was a big uh, difference i mean george you recall on a rainy day, that oh. leather ball would be five kilos. Correct. Instead of <laughs> Correct. You didn't go spiraling. No, no, you did. That didn't wobble. Sorry, it wobbled, yeah. but it didn't. It didn't float like they they do yeah. today. And and if you headed the ball in oh. those days in oh. the wet weather, oh, you had the uh, the lace marks on your forehead. <laughs> Tell me something, John Karayanis. Yes. Now, Johnny could do anything with a football with his head, but he couldn't kick oh. the ball. Is that right? He, he was Is that fair? animated up am I being a, Am I being fair? A hundred percent. The greatest 100%. header of the ball you've ever seen, uh, Josh. Absolutely. But could absolutely. not kick the ball. Forget about kicking the ball. No. But if you threw the, but if the ball came at any angle, he would somehow yeah. engineer himself. He would twist his body and he would get on the end of it. And, yeah. you, and the crowds would that. go nuts. Yeah, the way he sort of floated up, he's, it was like he was suspended in air, yeah, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the air, and just boom. As as Kira, Ka- brilliant, Kira brilliant. as Kira, like Ka- said, Ka- hang on, Kira Cooney Cross was picked to play for the Matildas because of her great vertical leap. Well, if her leap is great, 
Johnny Karayanis <laughs> would have would have beaten her, her and her. you know he would he was one of the few white men who could jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Yeah, no, well amazing said. times. So how do we change it? How do we get the the the, the so-called robotic mm. and very structured play? And how do we give it adventure? How do we get them to to think outside the square? I think I think we need to coach the coaches first, George. This is where the issue is. Our kids of today are not um, as uh, proficient uh, proficient on the ball as, as uh, they, could they were in the Kuehl eras or even beforehand, you know, in the 60s, 70s, where you had talent co- coming through. Our lads of today, I, I look at the Australian football side and think, wow, I don't think they can trap a bag of cement, these guys. And if they get the ball, it's like a hot potato. They give it away. Mm. Other than Rogic and uh, Moy, who are creative midfielders, the rest, sad to say, not a good uh, position with that. Do you remember Leo Baumgartner? Do I? Do I? What? Fusash and a host of others of that era they yeah, were they were some professor. of the great they were some of the great European stars from, who come from Europe a, a war torn troubled Europe yeah. and they found uh, and one of the reasons why Australia got tossed out of the uh, FIFA at the time because we didn't pay transfer yeah. fees so yeah. so uh, Jim Bayuti, who was the president of the Australian Soccer Federation said no we're not going to pay fee for any money. <laughs> They can't touch us. Well, they did. They banned us from the game for a long time. You remember all of that. How magical How magical was it to play against a Baumgartner and keep – you had to watch four, four different things at the same time, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, they call him the little professor. He was he, all right. Absolutely. With a dead ball, he was unbelievable. And even Johnny Giacometti oh. learned a lot of tricks from uh, Leo. You know, I mentioned, jo- that- I mentioned Johnny Giacometti's name and, and Josh rolls his eyes and goes, seriously, there was a footballer called Giacometti? <laughs> yeah, and a brilliant one at that. Yeah, he too. was, he was. Um, getting back to uh, the days of uh, when FK, I think it was FK Austria who came here, yes. or Rapid Austria. And, and, and Baal, remember FC Baal? Basil, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came. They played a two-two draw at ES Marks Field against a Prague side that has that had Ron Lord in the goals and wasn't and wasn't he a fantastic goalkeeper? Yeah, you know he's still with us. What he's still with us, Tony. He's still with us. He's ninety plus. I know. I'm friends with him on Facebook. We we often talk, and if you see the memorabilia that he has, it's off off the charts. What what a museum, honestly. Get on to him and have a look at some of the uh, paperwork that he has, the newspaper clipping. You will be in awe. Yeah, Australian goalkeeper in 56 Olympics. There yep, you go. Yep. That's how special yep. he was. And uh, he's, well, Ron's about 95 and he's <laughs> very, a- very active, yeah. very active. I'm very good friends with Jimmy Fraser as well. Oh, we another great guy. Another great yeah, guy. We you know, see I, each I keep other. saying to people, the old girl goalkeepers are great stuff. Peter Blasby and all these guys, they yeah. still have a lot of life in them. And, yeah. and people sit there and say to me things like, no, only wingers are worth their craft. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I keep saying yeah. to the wingers, 
Keep dreaming, boys. I, I yeah, think you've dream. been spending too much time with George Katsanis. <laughs> yeah, G2, G2. Uh, there's another thing too. To be a goalkeeper, you've got to be a little bit crazy hey, as well. Hey, hey I, t- I told you, you can come on, but you can't talk crazy stuff, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Ask a good. question. T- Ask- Tony, to get, get back to your point about sort of the players of today hot potatoing the ball and, and being, I guess, scared to keep it. Uh, is that come down to the coaching of of players maybe making Possibly them too so. almost too disciplined and and being obsessed yes, with moving yes, the ball on yes. and ball speed and I think we yep. we coach dribbling out of today's footballers and it's only the real the real uh, exceptions like a your Marco Tilios for example who yep. who almost rebel against the coaching. Yep, yep, I agree. The I think it's the coaching methods that's causing the issue, and we need to get back to basics and start enjoying the game. I don't think these guys enjoy the game. You know, <laughs> you, you mean, watching... you're, telling, you're telling me more beach football? Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching a Netflix uh, program now. It's uh, called Apache. Right. It's on. It's on the life of Carlos Tevez. Ah, right. Yes, yes, it's, yes. So, the man with I a third-party found... booking. <laughs> Sorry. The man with a third-party booking. He had yeah, managers. Whatever. He had managers on managers looking after him, and all wanted to make Mate. money. All uh, wanted well, to make money off him. I suppose you know when he come when you come from where he came from. Oh, yes. to get out of that yeah, yeah. rut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, good luck to him. No, no. Whatever he yeah. earns. Yep. I I uh, don't uh, I don't have an issue there because no. the the guy seems a wonderful human being. Mm. You know and. Uh, that's important, you know, like uh, Ronaldo doing the right thing by people, you know, this is nice. And as long as you don't lose your grassroots, where you came from, mm. and remember that, that's important. You know, some superstars, well, you know, you can talk about them. And, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not comment, but right. anyway, yeah. wouldn't yeah. be nice. But, uh, yeah. I love listening to stories about good deeds from footballers and there are a lot of good people out there. In all my years involved in football, I haven't met, met, I haven't met a bad person yet. And I, that's a big I, thing I'm to say. Grateful that's, for that. That's a huge thing to say. Um, there's a young oh, man absolutely. at Manchester United at the moment who's in trouble. <laughs> And yeah. um, and um, uh, it's it's almost um, you know we 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 can't really say too much because it's before the courts, but yeah. the challenges there are that we are living in times now when they have an enormous endorsement deals, uh, and we're seeing it in all manner of sports. There's a young woman that played Ash Barty the other day, and yeah. uh, Nike had, had had signed her up as a 16 year old, and they'd thrown a hundred million dollars her way. Mm. Now that's very hard. It doesn't change your mind, or doesn't yeah. change your 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 scruples and the way you 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 treat people. I mean, I, I think I, I'm with you. There are an awful lot of good people out there, and when the duds crop up, they stand out, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah? and we'll keep hearing about them forever and a day. The same applied in in television. There are there are tremendous people who've worked for years and years and years behind the scenes, tremendously gifted. Uh, uh, hard-working and so on, and yet the criticism you hear is for the one or two duds who, you yeah. know, who do something and you go, oh, my God, 
you know. Well, Crazy stuff. Let's hope these couple of duds don't spoil it for the rest of the, the rest nice of people. <laughs> That's, yeah. Let me take you back for a moment because Josh is getting excited watching some of those black and white photos. <laughs> what was your highlight? What was the absolute highlight, the most exciting thing for you um, um, playing for Panhellenic? Um, running out on the field. For the, game one? No, every game. Every game. Every, I'll tell you for why. Go on. They used to pl- they used to play the uh, the uh, soundtrack from Never on Sunday. That's right. <laughs> and as I speak to you, I'm getting goosebumps. Yep, yep, yep. You're taking me back. You're taking me way back. Uh, do you yeah. remember the times when they brought the sheets out, the bed sheets? And yeah. they would ask all the fans to drop a few notes in there. Absolutely. Was that your Absolutely. bonus? Was that your bonus money, Tony? No, no, no. <laughs> Look, if if they gave me nothing, I would have played for nothing. Yes, no. Yeah, the know, passion I was high. I know. I was I know. Greek in a Greek team. Yeah. You know, and you, rem- you remember your first game? That? Remember the Sorry? first? Ga- you remember the first game? I can't forget it. <laughs> Go on, tell me. Okay, Take us back. It was the. It was the 23rd 3rd of August, 1965, and uh, we played. It was the last game of the competition, and uh, I was a third-grade goalkeeper, and Walter Tamandel said to me on Thursday night, he said... You're, uh, you're playing. Tony, you're playing first grade. <laughs> I literally died. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we uh, we played Arpia, and as you know, uh, at that time we uh, we were in danger of being relegated. We had to win to survive because right. Polonia, who was also in that same points, yeah, they're in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think. Uh, in the first half, we were losing. Apia went to a 3-1 lead and we thought we're done for. And somehow we came back and won 5-3. Correct. And survived. Uh, after that, they, we had the playoff with Polonia where we played two or three games. At the sports ground, was it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm. And we won those games and... Thankfully, we survived and Polony got the chop. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, to all those the, pe- so to all those people who talk about relegation and promotion, how tough yeah. was it in those days? How tough was it to know that every game meant something? Well, yeah, of course. As a player, no one wants to be relegated. Mm. No one. You know, that would be any player's worst nightmare, you know. So uh, it was hard. We struggled in a few seasons, but we we never were close to re- relegation. We had, I think, one year where we lost, uh, I think, twelve points for crowd disturbance at um, what crowd crowd disturbances at, at Wentworth Park? No, <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> the one at Dremoyne. Oh, shh, the Dremoyne one. <laughs> you, you promised me we weren't going to rake that up. Oh, okay, Dremoyne. Sorry, oh mate. dear. <laughs> It's, you've got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, this is true. Tony Maglis, yeah, and- uh, can I just say what a thrill it's been to have you join us on FNR to talk about yeah. n- not only your memories but how the game has shifted and changed yeah. and just how important it, it was to 
play the game because you loved the game. And yes. is that the sort of message you want to leave for the kids of today, whether they're Absolutely. playing for the Matildas or the Socceroos? Absolutely. You've got to love it, huh? You've got to have that passion. If you haven't got that passion and you, you're a, just a man, looking for the money, well, get out of the game. It's too beautiful. Yeah, bravo. It's too beautiful a game. Yeah. It, you know, the Johnny Warrens and that who, who are real football lovers, the Les Murrays and, and previous guys, the Frank Arrocks, Yep. you know, they... I don't think money was a, an issue for them. No, and, and Rally Rally's eighty plus, and he still yes. sounds like he's forty, and, yeah, he, and he could 100%. coach us, and he could coach us tomorrow, and we'd all have yeah. to step up. <laughs> you would, you would do it for nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, you're you right. You would do it for nothing because of the love of the game. This is this is how we were brought up, George. You know, and uh, I don't know about today's thinking, but you know, they're they're professionals in their attitude and. And they, they, they're chasing the dollar. Good luck to them. But like I said, it also takes away from the love of the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. where's the George Bests of today? Ooh. Mm. Uh, you know, you've, left us, you've left us with plenty to think about, Tony. Uh, well, it's been my pleasure, let me tell you. And no, no. I, I look forward to speaking to you again. And uh, it's always nice to know that you've succeeded in life because I've followed you. From SBS, and oh my God! I remember. <laughs> let me just tell you one thing: when you were on Channel Nine, okay, and uh, with Graham, the, Graham Kennedy, uh, no, before no, no. the news, when you were reading the news, oh, yes. and uh, the sports came up, and your co-commentator, I don't know who he was, I can't remember him. Mm. He said, uh, uh, "Now we go to the sports or whatever, blah blah blah, and soccer." And you turned around and said. Uh, you mean football, the real football. <laughs> I think that got you into trouble. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things got me into trouble but, at Channel 9. And again, but I was 10. so proud that you said that. Yeah. Let's talk about the real football. Yeah. You know, I said, yes, yes. <laughs> Tony Maglis has been our guest on FNR and uh, we, we loved, we've loved having him on board. Uh, one of the stars, uh, you know, in the goal mouth for Panhellenic and uh, – some great reminiscences and a, and a special message, and that is whatever you do, if you're playing in the Matildas, you're playing the Socceroos, just love the game. Thank you, That's Tony. It. Thank you for Thank joining you, us. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, George. We'll take a break, and when we come back, another guest to join us. Launch your global career in football business. Study a master's degree online with unique access to the MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, who also have campuses at the iconic Wembley Stadium in London and Etihad Stadium in Manchester. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at fnr. That's fnr. Are you looking to change your destiny in life? Be your own boss? Start your own business? If you are, you need people who understand your needs and are committed to helping you make it happen. At DKP and Co Chartered Accountants, we are more than just accountants. We are business advisors, taxation consultants and strategists that specialise in setting up businesses. We understand the client 
and give them the very best customised advice and strategies to achieve their goals. Visit our website, dkpco.com.au or give us a call today on 03 9023 Fast, proactive, personal. That's DKP and Co. Chartered Accountants. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. George Danikian, Josh Parrish in the studio and Docklands and joining us via Zoom from, is it Baldwin? The, Baldwin uh, FC, yeah. There you go. The futsal coach, uh, Melanie Rose Alasma. Welcome. Great to have you on board. I saw that you guys are looking for sponsors. Talk to us about yeah. futsal and how it is a fantastic sport that we're not paying enough dues to or giving enough credit for. Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't think we do get enough um, mention in the in the mix there. But we are a small club, been around for a little while with two um, teams now. Our men's team have been champions in all of their all of their efforts. They moved up into the series futsal league. So now we have two teams: the men's team and the women's team, playing in the highest league um, in Victoria. And you know, as you know, COVID took a toll on us oh, all. Yeah, as I it, bet. As did everyone, but I'm um, not complaining. We're here to move on and move forward, but struggling to get get the ball going with sponsorship. It's it's a costly sport. It's not sport is costly these days, which is um, unfortunate for some people. But we need to find the right people to you know support us and help us get things going for our girls and our men's to you know give them all the right opportunities to succeed. Are we getting enough support from, uh, say, Football uh, South Australia or, sorry, Football Victoria and Football uh, across Australia? In other words, uh, Football Australia at at national level, is it looking to support futsal in the manner that it should? Well, I think in terms of the competitions, the national competition and the, you know, Victorian championship competitions, they support them enough. But really, there isn't a high league outside of um, Futsal Oz where we play Mm. serious futsal. I don't think that there's there's no um, you know league from Football Victoria or Football Australia that is not privatized. So there it is a privatized league, which I guess um, explains the lack of support from Football Victoria. It's a shame that we haven't had a um, you know a, a league from the from the authorities there. But you know it's privatized, so we do look to find our own sponsors, which has been a bit of a trouble. Everyone is you know not yeah. in the best monetary position. Yep. Um, for us, it's, it's a costly sport to, you know, just to pay the game fees each week is $150 to, to hire a court for our girls to train. It's, it's 80, $85 a court. And that mounts um, up over, over season. It adds up hundred percent. You know, we've got, thir- you know, across the both teams, we need 30 kits, each kit, um, 40 to $45 a kit. So it's, it's costly. We're doing our best, um, as a group of us to try and keep us going, but there are a lot of teams within our league that have just Thrown, thrown it up that we can't do it. We don't have we don't have the money. We we can't support it, and it's a it's a shame they're not um not continuing to play anymore. I just wanted to ask uh, Melanie about futsal Oz as separate from you know the football Victoria because it's a curious situation in in futsal with the kind of schism between the officially sanctioned leagues, which arguably aren't as of a high quality as the privatized leagues, and mm. and futsal Oz has sort of built up its almost own separate set of players and separate culture to. 
I guess, fill the void that's been left by the, the governing bodies in a historically like neglected form of the, the sport. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about like what futsal Aussies and the league you actually play in? So I actually started off playing football at futsal Oz. That was where we all first started, mm. my brothers and I. Um, and honestly, since since I've been there, since we were younger, it has just become on a, like a bigger scale. We've if you go down on Wednesdays or Fridays to watch the women's league or the men's series league, it's almost like it's a, such a professional atmosphere broadcasted. Um, you've got prof- two referees a game. Like it's really, really high quality. And I think to give um, not only girls and boys, like young girls and boys, but uh, uh, athletes of all ages, the ability to play on a professional standard outside of outdoor soccer, I think it's really good. They've really done a good job at, you know, ensuring that it is as similar to playing outdoor as possible. You don't feel like we're playing B-Tech football. We are still playing high-quality football. The girls that we versed, the men that we versed, it's all professional. It's a shame that it's obviously, it doesn't get that recognition though. So if I say to someone, I'm playing serious futsal, what's serious futsal? No one no one knows. I've had to, you know, explain to people, it's the top futsal league that we can play in Victoria. There's no like, I'm playing NPL. That's self-explanatory, but... Mm. Yes, I'm playing serious futsal. What's that? You know what I mean? It's it's a bit under the radar, which is a shame. Josh and I are huge lovers and supporters of a guy called Marco Tilio. And he, up until 14, played futsal, futsal, futsal. And he is the sensation that he is because of, I think, all the stuff that he was doing. And, and you watch it in his balance. He has low centre of gravity, mm. very hard, even though he's small, very hard to move him when he's got that ball. And... No backlift when he hits it, it just it just flies. Yeah. So yeah. so we know that futsal has a lot to offer. We've just got to get people involved and invested yeah. enough to become sponsors. So if they want to reach out and sponsor you at Baldwin, yeah. right? How do we go yeah. about it, Melanie Rose? You can get in contact with me on my personal number, which is zero four eight seven triple four triple four. Say it again. Um, you know, Say it again. I'm doing the proper radio. Correct. That's it. Correct. Yep. Reach me on 0487-444-444. And we definitely love to have you on board. We're really, we've got a beautiful culture at our club, a lot of support. Um, No one gets left behind. It's a real family vibe at Bowen and anyone, you know, with similar values, um, we'd love to have you on board our team and and welcome you to our family. It'd Uh, it'd mean a lot to us if we could. I'll tell you what we do. We haven't we haven't had a chance to give you enough time, but we'll get you in the studio over the next few weeks. Get you to come in and talk about futsal and get some more people involved. Okay. Fantastic. All Sounds right. good. Melanie Rose. Thanks, George. Thanks, our, our absolute pleasure. Yeah, good luck Thank with the, with the, with all the team at Baldwin, and uh, we want to catch up and talk some more over the next few weeks. Definitely, we'll be in touch. Thank Excellent. you very much. Fantastic, Thank Melanie Rose just telling us about something that she's fallen in love with mm. and um, has, I think, enormous value. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if we can, we can make a day, a futsal day. You've, you, we've, we've done so many events over the last four or five years. Is it worthwhile pursuing? Can we get a special day, a futsal day? I, I think that would be a fantastic issue for us to pursue. I mean, already some of the games are streamed, which is a great thing that, That's f- that Series Futsal does yeah. and Futsal was. 
Um, so they've they've got commentators. The highlights are fantastic. The energy is a bit different. I, th- I think on the commentary, it's a little bit is it more. A, is it like BBL? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit more like uh, like basketball commentary or something. Oh, wow. Everyone goes nuts and everything, oh, yeah. and it's end to end. It's really exciting. It's a little bit. Your Baldwin, the <laughs> eleven. Well, yeah. it's it's it definitely the, five. the the hype culture. I think is a bit different. It's it's fun okay. and. Uh, you know, it's a high level as well. I think we need to break down this perception of futsal as something that you do in the off-season with a few mates and you turn up five minutes before kickoff and, and you know, hammer out a game. It's it's not just a social activity. It's also something where teams have training sessions and proper tactics. Mm. And uh, I would love to see the, the game better supported. And I know there have been some uh, initiatives from, from Football Victoria uh, recently to try and unite the, the game and, and bring everything under the state umbrella, but also you don't want to increase the cost as a result. So right. it's a it's a delicate uh, it's a situation act. because I think the futsal community who are specifically into that form of the game are reticent to, to jump into a bed with federations who've ignored them and underfunded them in the past. So it's a hard uh, bridge to, to Got gap. You. Got so you. It's, it's a really uh, interesting situation. And, right. you know, if we could... If we could unite the game better, I think it's an amazing tool for developing players, but also it's a fantastic sport in its own right. And you mentioned Tilio. I mean, it's not just the men either. Uh, we were talking to Rihanna Polizina on yes. uh, Radio Dub earlier this season uh, from Melbourne City, and she actually stepped away from the outdoor game for a few years. She broke through Western Sydney Wanderers and made her first appearance in the A-League Women, or the W-League as it was mm. then known, as a 15, 16-year-old. But then she she fell out of favour and she was playing NPL, but she was mainly making strides in futsal and ended up representing Australia before she came back to the outdoor game. And I think you can see that the skill that she has, the power that she gets on her shooting, the uh, velocity which she can launch these yeah. passes into feet and her touch, is, um, it comes from that, that form of the game. So I think it's important that we embrace it. Look, I think it's a tremendous opportunity. Let's pursue it. That's what FNR, mm. another one of the things that FNR was built on, or, and created for. We'll have to do the, Futsal the, Nation Radio, George. Hey, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, catch you next week. Uh, got a very big day tomorrow. If you want to join us, please do. We go live on Facebook and the Football Australia website between three and six. Look it up. It's Australian Football Legacy. That's the branding and the title for the program. And we're going live. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. wanted a career in football from tv deals to player transfers football is now a global multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out brought to you by the global institute of sport the masters of football business is delivered by experts from australia and around the world learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic mcg Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport slash fnr. gis.sport slash fnr.